listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. Welcome back. It is intermission number 40 of They Must Be Destroyed. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're planning on doing a bunch of these. Uh, they should all sort of drop around October. I'm, I'm kind of hoping we'll maybe two a week, maybe, along with regular episodes. You're, you're like, I don't know. I, I'm uh, If you found guest hosts, probably, because I'm like last year's school now, so I don't know how available I'll be. Well, you know, these are shorter. We'll find like easy we'll find easy horror movies to do and stuff and along with our regular episodes. So it shouldn't be too much extra work and <laughs> well we'll try to I'm gonna try to get uh Paul and some other guests uh on it too. So you don't always have to be on it necessarily, you know, if your if your schoolwork gets in the way. But not trying to kick we'll you out of it or anything, but you know, <laughs> trying to push me out. Just be like, "Fuck this bitch." <laughs> got school? Who goes to school? Like, what asshole what a, is like taking their lo- time up with education? What a loser! This young kid Ugh. trying to like improve her life. It's terrible. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I am Lee. Lick the blade, Russell. <laughs> and of course, you've you've heard her, my co-host is with the most is Lee. My mother didn't raise no maid, Hardy. How you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> if there was never a truer line. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, I am good. I am fantastic. I am wonderful. I am glorious. I am all of the above. I, I am. I uh, yeah, I'd agree with all those. I am slightly buzzed. Um, mm-hmm. That can, that beer, that can of beer was larger for our other beer reviews and then i drink it or i'm drinking a double ipa so there's a lot of alcohol just Mm -hmm. just the one can was big and this one's and i drank it pretty fast and this one's just high alcohol percentage so yeah was it nine percent or something you were saying 8.5 okay i kept saying nine but it's only Mm 8.5 i say only but i didn't eat a lot today either i just realized it. that's why i like stuff my face with pasta yeah yeah she did a she did a power munch on some pasta here a moment ago. Um, I sautéed that pasta. I didn't even reheat it. I sautéed it. Oh, fancy! <laughs> I don't like reheated pasta. No, oh. you're weird. I either like it cold or sautéed. I do not like it reheated. Good lord! Okay, um, we'll move past that strangeness um yeah so we're we're doing a movie that uh basically lee was like have you seen this i'm like no and she's like don't watch it it sucks um and and that and and it was like okay well we're gonna we're gonna do this as an intermission episode then because you know 
we won't do a like a regular full episode on it, but we'll we'll see what it's about because she she basically the other night described this to me like the detail, like all the plot points. She went through it all, and she's like, "This happened, and then this stupid thing happened, and this stupid thing happened." I was like, "Can't be that bad." It, it's, it sounds like something I, I might be interested in seeing. Like I like low budget shitty movies, so. I decided to check it out, and it's the Oracle from 1985, and we're going to get into it uh, and see what we thought of it. Uh, you, you can kind of already guess what Lee thought of it, but uh, she can recant to you, the listener at home, uh, what her <laughs> what she what she told me basically. Um, <laughs> it was oh god, it was okay. It was such a bad movie. It was so terrible. Okay. I don't even know where to start. So first, well, of all, well, well, let's let's get to the break first, and then we'll. Oh yeah, we have to do a break first. Yeah, we have to do a break. We have to we have to keep to the format. It's intermission episodes, so. Yeah, but I st- I still the, the format's still there, but it's just a little little bit more truncated. That's all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've made her mad now. Um. As I'm smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna take a quick break, play podcast promo, a little bit of music. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the Oracle, and I don't know about you, Lee, but I think we got this, man. We got this by the ass. You ungodly warlock. Motion picture massacre. Fuck you. We talk about exploitation movies, grindhouse movies, fucking cult movies, horror movies, okay? We don't talk about fucking romantic comedies over here. We're not talking about fucking Sandra Bullock or some shit. We're talking about good movies, the kind that people like to watch. Yes! You ungodly warlock. I had, to, I had to play some um, sleazy music during the break for our because because uh, the, the director of this is a notorious sort of sleazemeister. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into it, though. Um, so this is the Oracle from 1985. And we do have a trailer. I cut this down from like four fucking minutes to like two something. <laughs> so Since get into it. Yeah. Jennifer's new apartment was vacant, but it wasn't empty. <laughs> An ancient device of unspeakable power awaits her. She took dead people with ghosts. And one day, she just disappeared. You move into her apartment. Jennifer was desired and then seduced. Now the horror begins and no one can stop it. She doesn't know the danger it will foretell or the evil it will unleash. 
Jennifer, are you all right? I don't know. The Oracle. The horror has begun. What the hell are you doing in there? Jenny! Are these spirits like dead people? They're not like dead people. They are dead people. Or demons. The evil has started. Horrors from beyond the grave pursue Jennifer. It started on the night that I got the first message. the answers to a nightmare of the soul. The Oracle, a power that is ancient. The Oracle, rated R, coming soon to a theater near you. If I had the, the time, I could have cut more into that. <laughs> Even the fucking is tedious. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so this is directed by uh, Roberta Findlay, uh, reborn Roberta Hershkowitz, and she married um, Michael Findlay, and together uh, with him basically doing most of the heavy lifting at the time of their marriage, um, they produced a bunch of sort of like sexploitation and adult films in the 60s and 70s until his tragic death in a helicopter ac accident in 77, uh, which is, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, like a weird thing in the 70s where like a ton of directors died in helicopter crashes. Like it was just a thing that happened. Um, I don't know. There was no reason other than that is the reason it is causation the correlation doesn't matter oh i, I totally agree it's just it's just very very weird the, the weird coincidence that a lot of them died that way um but yeah after that she basically decided well i'm just gonna keep making movies and she is uh credited in a 20 year plus career doing both uh, direction, uh, uh, cinematography, acting, editing, and producing movies, uh, responsible both in some capacity or, or uh, of some sort for about 50 or so in the, in the 20 year period that she was active. Uh, from exploitation to porn to horror, like we see here. Also, of note, she has like 20 or so aliases because, of course, she was in the porn industry, although I don't think she ever did any like actual porn scenes herself she was like 
characters in a lot of movies like she'd walk walk in like woman who gets flashed on street by pervert or you know kind of stuff like that um, so she directed mm-hmm. it says porn movies but we saw no boobies in this movie no this is like totally a different thing for her like once she got to the 80s she started making quote-unquote straight movies um and that kind of rounded out her career doing that jesus christ Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like it, it it makes me feel like we should check out some of her earlier stuff like not necessarily the hardcore porn stuff she did although if you wanted to we could but um maybe some of the like the more the like hardcore porn from back in the day is like yeah. it's what not even close to softcore porn to what we have now <laughs> no i mean <laughs> it's just a joke just just yeah just no no hilarious because like I'm how just... much porn do you see where they're like let's open this girl's vagina and look inside it with these whatchamacallit thingies mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i, know I, mean, I can't remember the name um but but i know they've she did some like sexploitation stuff that's like more not necessarily hardcore porn or anything like that. So it might be worth checking out. If there's boobies, I mm-hmm. it. lots of boobies. <laughs> so, did, uh, I, did I tell you the other day how I found the one movie that I was looking at? Well, well, I was what looking, was- I was looking for a horror movie to watch and, uh, <laughs> I had googled horror movies with boobies. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't even know why I was just in that kind of mood. <laughs> I think you read me the list and was asking me, "Should that? Should I look at this one? Should I look at this one?" Oh no, I sent you the list. Okay. Yeah, I sent you the list because uh, obviously some of them were terrible. Like the mm-hmm. list was pretty bad because it was like some of the worst possible fucking movies that could be on there. Like, but, I'm thinking this could be like a fun list where it's one of those like cheesy ones where they have like a bunch of boobies that are pointless, but just fun because that's how the horror movies go. Mm-hmm. No, this was like some serious fucking fucked up shit. Fucked up shit. Yeah. It was like all torture porn and, and like just, you know, uh, everything. Movies. Yeah. Everything was like a variation of I spit on your grave or whatever. Tune in soon to, to see us uh, do that. Uh, by the way, uh, spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Although it's not really spoilers because this will drop in October, and we'll probably be doing that episode this month sometime. So um, I'm excited to do that episode. Mm. But the other one sounded like worse. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um. But yeah, I just thought it was funny. Um. I yeah. I'm just that weirdo. <laughs> no, I mean that makes sense though. Uh, it's just it's just unfortunate that they gave you like. Oh, here's all these like really shitty hardcore fucking horror movies that are gonna be not fun with the boobies. It's gonna be like boobies covered in blood while a woman's being raped and or having her head cut off or like yeah. 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 The one I found was the alien vampire lady. So Okay. I can't remember the name of the movie. Oh yeah, Life Life Force. Yeah, I haven't finished it. I fell asleep almost right away. But she's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, Matilda May. Um, but yeah, uh, so we got a bunch of actors here. Uh, all of them are basically just first timers, like in only timers for the most part, like <laughs> almost none of them here did anything else, which <laughs> not a surprise. Uh, we got Carolyn Capers powers, uh, as Jennifer, 
Uh, her biggest asset is the fact that she can scream like a fucking banshee, and she—you heard her on the trailer there—that all those screams were her. Um, man. The never-ending fucking scream. Yeah, got Roger Neal as Ray. We got Pam Latesta as Farkas. We'll be talking about her. Um, she's actually in another. She's actually had a had a little bit of a career. She's one of the few in this cast that had a career. Uh, she was in another Roberta Findlay movie that I've seen, uh, Blood Sisters, which was another one of her horror offerings from the 80s. Um, and I seem to recall liking it, even though it's just as like disjointed and fucked up and makes no sense. But it's just like a better made movie than this one. We have Victoria Dryden as Dorothy Graham. Chris Maria de Corin as Papas. Papas, the uh, stereotypical Greek pervert. <laughs> um, Dan Lusky as uh, Tom Varney, Stacy Graves as Cindy, G. Gordon Krantz as Ben, and Ethel Mark as Dr. Riker. And the synopsis here a spirit reaches out from beyond the grave in an attempt to contact a young woman to help it avenge its murder. Yes, with a uh, uh, dollar store Ouija board. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it now. The only real trivia for this uh, is basically Parker Brothers, who, you know, actually have the license to the Ouija board, would not let them use the Ouija board in the movie. So Roberta Findlay had to make up the uh, the unique hand that writes. It doesn't look like a unique hand. It looks like one of those, like, um, Jesus hands that you yes. see, like. The ones that they like the first communion, the presence mm-hmm. of the you. That's what they hand remind me of. Probably was. <laughs> they probably just chopped it off and I remember um so I lived in a pretty small town and there was this print shop. So it had pens and papers and printers and office chairs and desks and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was a section where it sold like uh the what are they called? The the breads, the the little uh, wafer things. Oh, yeah. Um, communion wafers. Yeah, they sold those. They sold First Communion stuff. They sold rosaries. Like, they literally had a Jesus section. Like, they straight up had this, like, hardcore fucking Catholic section. And I remember just, like, as a kid who was, like, devout, like, fucking religious person. I don't even know what religion I was. Like, when you think about it, I, uh, I was born Protestant. Uh, went to church Anglican and uh, went to school, Catholic school. So you you, so, you, you, you grew up Catholic school girl. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like I grew up Anglican because of the church, but I was born, I was uh, baptized Protestant. So <laughs> no fucking clue what religion I was. <laughs> <laughs> All I know was I was like, so fucking devout. I remember seeing this stuff and be like, I want this stuff. And that hand was like embedded in my brain. So when I saw it, I just kind of giggled. I'm, I'm very much an atheist now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it's just hilarious to think like how religious I was as a kid to be like so excited about this section. And now me just thinking about it now, it's like, how fucking weird is that? This is like a print shop, <laughs> like a copy store where you send faxes and make photocopies, a business place. And they're like, Jesus section. <laughs> I turned on the church so early in life. My my parents weren't religious, but they were like, 
our neighbors were churchgoers and they yeah. wanted to, and it was the thing where, you know, you want to be part of the community. You want to get along with your neighbors. So yeah, we'll go to, we'll go to church on Sunday, whatever, you know, no one goes there and takes it necessarily super serious, but it's like, we'll go there and then you put your kids in Sunday school. So you don't have to deal with them for an hour or whatever the fuck I went to. So I went to Sunday school once, once because I went there First thing I saw, I was like, oh, there's some cool toys on the floor here I can play with. I immediately went to those to try to play with them. And the uh, teacher there was like, no, 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 we got to we got to talk about Jesus or whatever the fuck. And I was like, well, fuck this. And the, the, the next the next weekend, Sunday, it was like, uh, get up. We're going to we're going to Sunday school. I don't want to go. I'm not going. And my parents are like, all right. <laughs> I don't think they really wanted to go either. They were just—they made up some better, excuse. Better excuse that like the kids don't want to go, so you don't have to go. Yeah, the kids—you uh, know—little uh, little Lee is, is sick today. Little so bratty Lee. Um, yeah, <laughs> mine was opposite. Um, my mom was very religious because obviously, like I shouldn't say obviously, but like my mom grew up Catholic Italian. Hmm. And uh, a lot of Italians um, in her area were very devout Christians, very devout Catholic. Uh, so my mom, when we were growing up, uh, unfortunately, because of like the traditions of the men, whoever the, like you marry as a man, that's mm. who your children take after. So um, we went on, on my dad's side of religion. And I think my dad was in the process of kind of like not caring and not believing because mm-hmm. um, I don't think I think he was very agnostic for the longest time even though he was brought up Protestant and everyone around him was Protestant but yeah. I think he just did it because like you said the neighbors did it and then I remember last time my dad went to church so we got stuck in a ditch <laughs> they were turning around and we we're getting stuck in a ditch my parents were screaming at each other <laughs> yeah and that's the last time I went to church with my parents uh, that's when my dad was like done with it. He's like, "This Jesus funny. didn't help push the car out of the ditch." So it's like, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. So I don't remember what church I went to at that age. But then when uh, my friend, my childhood friend, who I don't talk to anymore, by the way, mm-hmm. that's what I was telling you about. We used to go to church together. We used to go to an Anglican church. So I was very much raised, and then I went to Catholic school. So I was very much raised to believe in God. Um. Like, it was very embedded in me at a very young age. Uh, there was no me choosing. It was basically forced upon me. Not yeah. blaming anybody. Uh, no. Again, not blaming my mom because, like, this is just tradition. Uh, when I told my mom I was an atheist, like, I was in high school and I told her I was an atheist. And my mom, like, absolutely respected my choices. The only thing she asked me was, like, is it my fault that you don't believe? And I was like, no, no. I just asked too many questions. And she's like, okay. Because I think she would, uh, she felt hurt if she didn't feel like you tried it enough. Right, right. But um, nothing new to my mom. My mom's fucking brilliant. I love my mom. Um, and I don't blame her for taking me to church and doing all that stuff because that was traditional. That was what you were supposed to do. Yeah, no, she, just, she only she only thought she was doing the best for you. Yeah, so, and yeah. that's that's a big reason why I respect my mom and that's why I love my mom because even though I had very opposing opinions and um, even now, me at almost 34 now is not married, doesn't have kids. Um, my mom is still very proud of me because I'm like pursuing my career in school and like going for other stuff. So, uh, she should yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of why, yeah, I know we did like a three a full, like 180 on the conversation. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's kind of like my history with religion. Like that's kind of how it started. Like which which has nothing to do with this movie, by the way. <laughs> it almost feels like we're trying to not talk about this movie, and uh, yeah, uh, but but um, yeah. So I'll throw over to you first, Lady Lee, since uh, it, was, it was originally you bringing this up that like kind of spawned me making an episode out of it. So uh, all right. So what, what what are your thoughts? So you know what's really funny. Like, you know how many movies I have, like, I was, I put this movie on. I, I honestly put this movie on. It was a movie I've never seen before. I, I threw on Shutter because the problem is I pay for Shutter every year and I barely use it because it has no apps or sorry, no smart TVs have the app that oh. I, or any of my smart TVs at least don't have it. I have to like have it on my Xbox. Unfortunately, my Xbox is not working. So then I have to like hook it up with my HDMI and I hate doing that because, um, <laughs> It's not that much of a pain in the ass. It's just annoying having like the laptop open when you're watching a TV show. Mm-hmm. So I never think to like watch anything on Shutter. So the other day, Ryan and I, it was Labor Day. Ryan and I went out to uh, the park. We went to go see what was going on. There was bands playing. We got ice cream, went to the casino, had a few drinks, whatever. Came back home and I wanted a movie just to nap to, like just to kind of relax to. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put Shutter on because I fucking have Shutter. I'm going to start using it like all as much as I can. And uh, just found this movie. Uh, thought it was interesting. Like the description was interesting. Mm-hmm. Realized I didn't read the thing right because the whole description gives away the goddamn movie. <laughs> like it literally says, the spirit of a man killed by his wife seeks revenge to the medium of a young woman. That's literally the description. I just read the spirit of a man. And then young woman. That's literally all I read because I. Yeah, but it, it it does give away the murder mystery that's in this basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Even when I saw it though, it was fucking obvious. Like it's not as if they hid it. Right? Nah, there there is nothing. There there is there is hiding nothing here. Like the uh, killer in this, the Awful. you know the the main killer, who is has has a voice change who talks like this <laughs> it's like, supposed to sound like he's a manly voice but it's not a manly voice it just sounds like Francine when she's a man and an American dad and you mock the voice see I, I've read I've read that apparently her voice sounds strange not because they were trying to hide that it was a woman but because Robert, Roberta Finley thought the real voice was too girly and they were trying to do like a super butch lesbian character. Just so instead, it sounded like a not even a bad robotic, but a bad vibrato voice. Like mm-hmm. it, it even, like literally, I, I I don't know if you ever saw the episode because I don't think you watch American Dad. But there's an, no. an episode where Francine disguises herself as a man, and that's the voice that it sounds like. And of course, it's supposed to sound ridiculous, and that is literally it. It's so bad. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, put this movie on. Somehow I managed to watch it from beginning to end without falling asleep, even though I was super fucking tired, even though I hated it, even though I thought it was the most garbagey thing ever. Which like, is for once, super strange for you. Yeah, like I've been tired and I've watched some ent- really exciting movies and still falling asleep. This one, I could feel my brain wanting to sleep and I had no interest in this movie whatsoever. And I like my brain could not fall asleep. Like I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't Man, know what's on. I, I, we're, we're from now on. We're doing only Roberta Finley movies and Ed Wood movies and just like the trashiest Z grade crap. 
Because apparently you'll watch the entire thing. I don't even understand why I watched the whole fucking... I don't even care. Like, I didn't even care. I lost interest so early on in the movie. Like, Mm. the fact that they start off with the hand that writes, cool, whatever, the median, but it says, like, murder, and then she dies. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, is that going to be something that we're going to go back to? Like, are we going to investigate that? Are we going to realize why it said murder? Like, and then she died? Nope. There's no, poli- nope. There's no police in this. <laughs> but even that, but even that part, like how she died, where it just said murder on the paper, and we never go back to that. Like, it doesn't help. Does it? Is there supposed to be a reason we saw that? Nope. Oh, nope. hey, then um, let's go to the fact that the husband is a piece of shit, abusive asshole who is like mocks her just before he has sex with her and then she's mm-hmm. like oh I'm not in the mood and then he's like grumpy like fucking fine then don't do this with me like super like yeah. incel vibes right there and then the friend who's just like you're crazy you're crazy you're mm. crazy like I understand um, if I had a friend who was coming up to me and saying that they saw something or whatever I understand it'd be a little bit off but yeah the fucking gaslighting and the fucking abuse and the fucking like ignorance and the everything with this person. Like, I understand this person could absolutely be um, dealing with some sort of like mental health problems, mm-hmm. but yeah, don't treat them like that. <laughs> like, this, this movie has no time for any like deep introspection about those things. It's just like, what kind of really shocking loud dialogue can we write for all these characters to say to each other at any given time oh and the, and the acting is garbage atrocious beginning fucking atrocious to end beginning to end Atro- again oh and then like the first scene where like the, our killer kills the prostitute what was the point of that scene what was, it the was point of that scene just to put a murder in it that was the only reason just to put a murder of a sexy lady in it basically and to, oh, and to identify that this person is not a man or something's wrong with his penis. Yeah. Like, you could tell by the side of the face and how they put the, how they put the makeup on. You knew it was a female right off the bat. Like, there was mm-hmm. nothing about it that looked masculine. The person did not look masculine. And um, this is, like, way back then before now we have, like, more or less judgmental and the, the figure in the face and all that stuff when it comes to genders. But this didn't even attempt to like even put on a fucking fake beard like yeah. i don't know like it was just so bad like as soon as i saw the person i'm like oh that's a female like i said i i don't know if 100 percent roberta finley was trying to go for we're trying to hide the gender or, or the sex of this person she was like, because that one scene where the wife was in the car she's like and i hired a woman and it was mm. like that was the moment we're supposed to clue in. Oh my god, it's actually a woman, even though uh, she's a fucking server somewhere. But okay, was- so I'm 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 actually thinking like the thing I read where it's like the voice was to. Okay, so yeah, okay, so Roberta Finlay was trying to like make it ambiguous, and that's why she changed the voice. But it's like, and also, yeah, the scene where the where the prostitute puts her hands down down her pants and it's like. Oh, there's something not normal there, or when something says, unexpected. I'm yeah. like, I don't. Okay, I don't understand why they said sorry in the first place. Because um, she just looked like a, a female who was just wearing masculine clothes. Like, yeah. there was nothing about it that was hidden or trying to be hidden. Like, I don't know. It was really stupid. Like, I'm again too. Like, 
I feel as though, especially a prostitute, has had those moments where there is a female who is with a female paying for female contact. Like, mm-hmm. it's not out of the fuck. It- <gasps> oh, sorry. Like, yeah. And I mean, the, the movie just has, like, for me, it has no flow to it. Like, the the scenes don't logically follow each other. Like, just even in the opening. So we, the opening is a movers, like basically. Uh, packing up the dead psychic's uh, apartment. And so we see them moving. We see uh, our uh, maintenance man or landlord or whatever, Pappas. He's like fucking moving one of the uh, trunks with another guy that has the uh, quote-unquote Ouija board in it. And we immediately cut. This This is how we introduce our main character, Jennifer, we immediately cut to her in the basement finding the box and it's immediately glowing with magic or whatever because, you know, the, the Ouija board's haunted with the spirit of the dead dude. The hand. And, it's not a Ouija board. It's a hand. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's basically a Ouija board. Um, but there's no, there's no, like, no flow to it. Like, you have to take a couple minutes to realize, oh, okay, this is our main character. This is her story. Like, it's just so abrupt. And it does this over and over again throughout the entire movie. It's just like a series of scenes that are badly edited together. The death scenes of the other characters, like the the psychiatrist. So mm. the the way the main character, our protagonist, our median, is told by her best friend that she should go get help. So they recommend mm-hmm. this person, send her off to see this person. This person's, the psychiatrist says, I'll come to your house. We'll destroy this board. Now she dies. Like the psychiatrist dies. Mm-hmm. The psychiatrist is never brought up again. They yeah. never ask how her session went. No one tries to figure out like what happened to psychiatrist because she's supposed to be like someone, a friend of somebody mm-hmm. and just disappears. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's a seventh dairy character. Who cares? There seems to be a lot of fucking <laughs> random characters that just pop up and die. Yeah, and die. Yeah, they just yeah. pop up and disappear or whatever. Yeah. Now let's move on to the husband's death scene. Oh, sorry, the maintenance guy's death scene that she saw in a premonition in mm-hmm. her dream. She saw exactly how he died. We saw the dream and we saw how he died. Nothing happens with either. Like, they're her dream. She never talks about it, detailing what happened, because technically no one would know what happened, and she knows. So yeah. you would think that's some sort of hint that she's, like, seen something, which I thought was what going to be the clue in for the husband. There's nope. no there's nope. no police, like, there's no police in the morgue with the, with the morgue attendant going, this man stabbed himself to death. Yep. Yeah, it was um, the things, the gross things that just fell out of the box. Yeah. Like, it was just, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, that scene itself, you could have cut it out and it wouldn't have mattered because mm-hmm. it didn't even matter that the guy died because it wasn't brought up again. It was just, oh, we killed the maintenance guy. She saw how he died. And that part could have been gone out of the movie and would have made no fucking difference because it was never brought up again. I, here's the thing. I don't get why in the first place this not a Ouija board Ouija board is killing people. That makes no sense either, because the whole thing is this is a vengeful spirit that wants to get to the killers that killed the person who's, you know, whose spirit is inhabiting this board. So it makes no sense that it should be killing all these random people 
Supposedly like, it was to get the attention of the median because she was trying to, to ditch it. But again, it still dumb. doesn't make it's yeah, it still doesn't make sense of why it connected to this person in particular. Yeah. Like what happened? And again, um why it said murder, which we saw murder, mm-hmm. but why the median died, the old lady, how did she die? Like what happened? Did he kill her to try and find someone better to do the job? Did she die of natural causes? Like it just it just seems so fucking pointless. Yeah. And then, it, um, and then the, the the fucking killer who attacks our median medium in the house, mm-hmm. and then the girl's like, "I killed her! I killed her!" And then she's like, "I don't know where she went." You hit her <laughs> head with a cast iron, which I understand in our previous movie was a, a very lethal weapon, deadly weapon, yeah, yeah. But it does not matter because if you don't hit the person in the right spot, they um. Well, I shouldn't say that. Like, there's, it's very unlikely to die from a hit to the head with a cast iron. It'll give you a severe concussion. Mm-hmm. It'll give you some serious head trauma. But I don't see uh, a death happening. And to to her, to her credit, okay, so I, I actually think the um, Pamela Testa, who is our killer, is actually probably the best actress in mm-hmm. the entire film. And she play like she plays it later on after after that encounter with her where you where she's dressed up like a maid and she attacks her in the kitchen and all that shit like the, the last scene where she's still trying to kill her main character she's obviously not 100% like she's yeah. fucked up she can't she can't uh, track very well she's she can't run anymore like she'll she'll run into the side of the wall as she's trying to like chase her and shit and you know that i think that's good like actually i really like as as weird as the character is, I kind of really like it. Like I I, I like the what they did with her, um, and deserve. I think she deserves a better movie to be in as the killer, because the way I would have done it is I would have had that person being the one responsible for all the deaths because the Ouija board should be purely just trying to contact her main character, get our main character to do something, and our killer should know that there's something going on with that Ouija board. There's something that that woman knows. And so I'm going to like kill everyone around the Ouija board. Yeah. And then it would make more sense too. um, That when the killer comes and tries to attack the main character, um, that the Ouija board or the, the spirit, vengeful spirit comes after that to see Mm -hmm. her to get his revenge. I would accept that. I would accept that. No, that's not how it happened. No, no, this this is a badly written film. It's a badly like the, filmed film. The husband's death, again, it's a part that's entirely pointless because it's never talked about after. Like, all these deaths that happened in this woman's life, nothing is brought up again. Yeah, they, they just, they're all, everything's inconsequential. It's just, it, it makes no sense. It's just, it's, this is a bad movie. You were right. Like, I shouldn't have watched this. This is not good. Beginning <laughs> to end is a terrible movie. I do agree that the killer is probably the only one that was entertaining because even that last scene where she's chasing uh, our main character around, mm-hmm. um, that was entertaining because, like you said, they, like they acted like they had like a head injury and they were just trying to figure their shit out. It was like literally the only exciting part of the movie. Uh, I will say, I will say this. The special effects are really good when it comes to the gore stuff. But when it comes to the the quote-unquote corpse of the dead person taking revenge in the end, it's a little too goofy. It's like, actually, they look like, strangely enough, we were talking about Life Force. 
he looks like one of the uh, shriveled up bodies from one of the victims of the space vampire in Life Force, kind of. I didn't make it that far, so. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I spoilers. There's, oh no! But, Someone oh, yeah. dies. Yeah, some people die in the in the movie. Oh, that's, uh, up to that point, it's just naked vampire woman. Um. Okay. I can I can agree that yeah I can agree because like the last scene where, uh, the the spirit pops up and our killer hits like whatever it was chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty cool. I like that scene. I thought that was a pretty cool death. Um. Okay. Can we talk about the magic store? Sure. What the fuck? She walks in the magic store to get advice. Leaves. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, I need no, to leave. No follow up. If you need me, call me. So we see what's going to happen. Yeah, it seems like it would be key that you call this guy at the end so he shows up and helps. But no, it's just like totally dropped, right? It's just like. It's another moment that was entirely pointless in this movie. Like, you, yeah. if you really cut down anything that had that was actually a point of the plot, you'd have like a ten minute movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it was uh, just. And did you, you see the sign? I didn't see it. This I forgot to to check it out. What, what did it say? I don't remember. Okay, I don't oh know what God. I saw. I told you. I told you to look for it because I couldn't. I know. See. All I saw was "fuck off," and it's something you said about. Uh, I can't remember, but I think it said like. I think it says something like racism, religion, whatever. Anyways, and then just said fuck off at the end. That's why I was trying to read it and I couldn't read it <laughs> because I was in my bed watching this movie and I had my laptop hooked up to my fucking TV. So it was like under the bed. So I didn't have a chance to like pause it and rewind it. So that's why I was like, look at it, Lee, find it. How far was it in the movie? Do you remember? Um, uh, like 35. We're going to go 35 minutes. All right. Maybe 45 minutes. Are we looking for this? Let's do this. I'm looking for it right now. I want to know. I was Googling it, too, and that's how shitty the movie is. Like, nobody has a picture of this. Okay, she's she's in the magic shop. You got it? Okay. Okay, let's go. What time is it? It's around 48 minutes. Okay. I wasn't far off. Okay, so she's outside the shop. Magical child with an E. She does a sexy tongue thing with her mouth, which is weird. Okay. Uh, radically, religiously, ethnically, sexually, or otherwise, fuck off. Okay. So, so the top of it's cut off, so I don't know 100% what it says, but yeah. There is a, a point where you see it. Oh, yeah, I see racist. Okay, uh, just wait a second. Racially, religiously, ethnically, sexually, or otherwise, fuck off. A big so Yeah, a, a bit. Bigot. Oh, okay, there you go. All right, so the movie's cool that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, it. I mean, R- Roberta Finlay, um, she is kind of like championed by feminists as being like a, you know, kind of a maverick female director. Although, if you ever see interviews and stuff with her, she is like, does not identify as a feminist at all. She's 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 like staunchly says that's all bullshit. She's one of these like hard case bad bitches who just like what the fuck are you even talking about? Fuck you! I make movies. I don't give a shit. That's weird. V- very weird. Very very. Uh, but at the same time, still is like in- inspired a lot of like feminists. So you know, 
even if she doesn't identify as one herself, she still is inspired a lot. So, but uh, yeah, now this movie sucks. I, I, it's got, terrible. It's, it's so bad. It, it's, it, it's bad. It's it's got so too many bad. mustaches too. By the way, like <laughs> I, I, I almost, I am so fucking tempted right now to like uh, hit up our, our friend Daniel Segura at the Mustachioed Podcastio and make him do this film with me just to torture his ass. Because he would hate this. He would hate the fuck out of this movie. He would just but like the mustaches. That's it. That's the thing. But, but I mean, there's so many mustaches and they're so like pornish and similar that it, sometimes I had a hard time remembering who was who. Like, wait, is that the husband or is that the husband? No, the husband was such a piece of shit, too. Like, he was mm-hmm. such an awful person. Like, they just, I don't know. They made him really gross. I really hated the relationship. I was like, this is an abusive relationship. Even past this whole fucking yeah yeah anyways um the every jesse every every jesse was pointless in this movie other than Mm -hmm. the end the last one the last two i guess yeah and that fucking toxic waste death was pretty cool i like yeah that. that was that was probably the only good part of the movie um the end with the wife getting into the car and then him creating the death scene where the same way he killed her or she killed him you mean yeah, sorry, she killed him. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I just They had some good ideas, but they had no way That's knowledge what I told of how you. Yeah, they had no way like this had no idea of how to like make it work on screen. There was just this clever storyline of someone who's um unintentionally realizing that they have a connection with the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And uh somehow manages to connect with this rich guy whose wife killed him and she's the only one who can help like avenge his death <laughs> it's like the there it's there the storyline is yeah, there it's, it's there's, a good story. there's a story what what did i tell you i said the Oh yeah, I said the story was good. I meant the story lie, or sorry, the story idea was good. Mm-hmm. The story was not good in this movie, but the story idea is there. is very entertaining to even uh, understand, like listen to, think about, talk about. Mm-hmm. But it is terribly executed. This, like, yeah, this is. I I would not recommend anyone watch this. Honestly, it's not. It good. is two solid thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Like, as far down as possible. If I had a third thumb, I would put that one down, too. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying this as a person who, like, really appreciates trash movies, like, and, and runs in circles in podcast land here where a lot of our sort of podcast friends, like, really love, like, bad movies and trashy movies. This one is beyond bad. Like, it's, it's not offensive. It's just bad. It's and, it's, bad, yeah. and, and it's boring also. It's it's actually pretty fucking boring. I don't at the know same, but yeah, but at the same time, I'm like you. I kept watching for some fucking reason, but it was boring as shit. And it, despite the f- couple of peak moments where we had good gore or whatever, or some interesting things with the killer, other than that, it sucked. It really sucked. It was a, a very solid... Um... One out of ten. Mm-hmm. It is. I never rate movies, but this one I just want to emphasize, emphasize how much I disliked it. <laughs> but at the very least, you know, uh, we got a good little conversation about it. Um, 
it's it's available if if you so dare. And I've heard actually like these releases of it are good for all the extras. Like the extras are really entertaining on the uh, physical releases you can get. So you might want to check it out just for that, but not necessarily streaming because you won't get that stuff. But um, it's on Blu-ray and DVD for Media Blasters. It's also a DVD from Shriek Show, and you can get it on Shutter and Tubi. So, if you so dare, <laughs> um, I would suggest wasting your time on something else. Find something else on Shutter and suggest it to us to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a better way. That is a better way to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Go on Shutter, watch something that's more entertaining. Give it as a as a suggestion, and be like, "Hey, instead of watching the shitty movie, I watched this one, and you should watch it." Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Lady Lee, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. At Mighty Tiny All Star on Instagram. I will post stuff about stuff of the podcast stuff and make as many hashtags as I possibly can think of. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff. Um, you can find the rest of our stuff at tmbdos.podbean.com. So just go there. And you can find us on Facebook. They must be destroyed on site on Facebook. And that's the best way to get in touch with us. Make recommendations, criticisms, comments, all that good stuff. Uh, Tell us what you get for watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, we, we want to be shamed for watching this. You know, tell us how dirty we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just bend us, just bend us over your cyber knee and spank us right now. Oh, spank us real good. <laughs> spank us so hard. <laughs> what is this? Daddy. 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 <laughs> Who has a daddy fetish? Jesus Christ, Lee. Jesus, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Lady Lee. And uh, we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. Bye.
listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.